Welcome to Down by the Bank, affiliated with the Blue Wire Podcast Network. This is Corey. Hey, guys. What's up? It's Derek. What's up, guys? It's JK3. Uh, warning, I'm in a hotel room out of town, so my audio quality sucks. I uh, apologize about that. But I will be deferring to Derek and JK3 on all football-related things anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, but I will say, I'll throw it out here just because you guys had commentary on it. I'm at a uh, sort of a uh, conference slash school uh, down in Gainesville at UF, and uh, a lot of uh, Jags trash talking from the the Florida grads that are here. What do you think about that? Next, not even relevant. Apparently, you know, from based off of the group chat, apparently we, you know, uh, Jacksonville is where the Florida Gators come to die, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they they said we uh, we ruined C.J. Henderson. They didn't yeah. know who Taven Bryan was, which was kind of funny. But um, which is insane. That, uh, which yeah. is insane. And that's why yeah. they shouldn't talk. Um, and then something about Urban Meyer wasn't uh, used properly or something. I don't know. I, I don't think they paid very much attention to it. To be honest with you, but I just how do you off. not use a coach properly? <laughs> so, <laughs> so the people that you spoke with there, Corey, are the reason why the FSU fans and Miami fans can coexist and pick at Gator fans are those group of individuals right there because that's, that's absurd. Okay. That to say some of the things that they said in via text, I said, I just was like, I'm done with this text thread. I I can't stop paying attention because it doesn't make any kind of sense at all. I mean, you know, I am, I am, you know, about the Urban Meyer thing. I am a little worried because the last, you know, Jaguars head coach that went up to Ohio, he didn't come back. So, uh, you, you do, what's the over under that Doug comes back after uh, Thursday? <laughs> uh, I would hope he would. <laughs> there is no um, over under. I think they already said that he was. Okay. You know, people were joking that he's going to come back and then fly back up or whatever for the uh, enshrinement for Tony Baselli. But, hey, shout out to Tony Baselli, man. Shout out to the first Jag to make it to the Hall, 71. Yeah. I mean, had a short career due to injury, but it was long enough to make it to the Hall. And whether if it's, you know, people hating on him, ex-players getting mad, um, yeah, we haven't recorded in a while and, and going to go back a little bit. Bruce Smith, 0 for 4, man. Just don't even, <laughs> don't even say anything. You're 0 for 4. Okay, you're 0 for 4. But Tony, no, 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 you're 0 for 4. But he didn't block the left, the, the block set. No, 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 no. You're 0 for 4. Okay, just don't even, don't even say anything anymore. That's, that's what I would do very- for you. Was he like very personally hurt by the fact that people reference him getting beat by Maselli all the time? I don't really understand why he was so <laughs> offended. Because it was it was it was Maselli's kind of coming out party. You remember that was ninety six, 
The Jags came out of nowhere. They went, went nine and seven that year. Limp basically barely make the playoffs. Natron starts tearing it up. Jimmy and Keenan and Burnell just start clicking like those last couple weeks of the season. And they play the Bills. Word was, well, he's going to come off that side with Tony. Tony's not going to be able to handle him. And Buffalo should win that game. Yeah. Then we saw that they didn't win that game. But, hey, uh, Bruce Smith, you're 0 for 4. Tony Baselli yeah. is going to the hall. Just let it go, man. Just let nice. it go. Well, it seems like you had that ready to go, so that's uh, that's good. No, that that, that 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 was not ready to go. That was off of a uh, that was off a whim. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, good. Well, uh, one thing that is uh, in um, occurring that has been going on for a few weeks that we got some messages about why we hadn't touched on it yet. Uh, well, part of that with training camp is that we're relying mostly on just media stuff, so you can't really get there. However, we did have access. Via JK3, who I think you were like hanging out with Sean Khan or something on the sideline, like checking out camp. Yeah, yeah. I, I stood next to him. <laughs> <laughs> that counts. I, I, yeah, I stood. I, I stood next to him. But no, all in all, um, you know, it, it was it was it was great, man. And you know, I have a couple couple of friends that are you know, uh, you know, I tied to the org. Um, so I, I got the phone call early Sunday morning after a uh, a late night at the Ritz on Saturday. So fun times, but uh, overall, man, it was uh very impressive, very awesome camp. Um, you know, it was, uh, you know, a lot of, I saw a lot of just one-on-one battles. I spent a majority of my time, um, you know, of course, looking at, you know, uh, the, the shiny new toy, the number one draft picks that we've got, um, you know, currently right now in, um, you know, Trayvon Walker, uh, watching him on the sidelines with Josh Allen. Uh, and then also, you know, really, I got a really good interest and a really keen interest into the offensive line. Uh, so I was able to really witness a lot of, you know, the one-on-ones, uh, a lot of the communications, who Trevor was taking snaps from, you know, et cetera. And, um, you know, I'd say, man, like right now, you know, Sheriff, if he can stay healthy, you understand why he was paid that much money, you know, on the right guard. I mean, there was a uh, there was a play in the 11 on 11s where it was Sheriff and uh, Jawan Taylor. This is before he got hurt. But Sheriff and Jawan Taylor just made, um, you know, an absolute they just blew up the entire right side of the ball. And uh, ETN, you know, goes through and it, it's just a glimmer of what could possibly happen, um, you know, with him just skirting down the sideline for like 30, 40 you know, yards just untouched and the speed is just ridiculous. So ETN, like his speed is just, it's, it's insane. Um, and I would say, you know, also just watching, just watching Walker little, like, man, it is just like, he is, he is, he is, he's been, I think since Jawan Taylor, since he's gotten hurt now, since he's got that ankle injury or whatever's going on right now, I think Walker is just going to be able to step in and just take some very, very, very valuable snaps at that right tackle spot. Like he's just going to really uh, be able to get there. And if you can get, you know, Taylor or excuse me, uh, Little and, and Sheriff on that right side, if they can, you know, kind of sew, sew that side up, man, it's going to be lights out. Uh, you know, of course, Cam looked, you know, it was Cam. So, you know, the, that side of the ball looked good. Uh, Shatley was playing um, left guard. Um, and then Fortner, you know, a, a lot of people are pretty high on Fortner. I've seen, you know, Dwayne, Dewan Smoot, Absolutely, you know, eat his lunch a couple of times uh, as well, firing off the ball. And I, in my opinion, I think Smoot is one of the most underrated like p- players on this team. 
Like he is just, he's got, he's, he's unstoppable and he looked great. Um, really enjoyed watching, uh, you know, smooth play, really enjoyed watching Gostas get out there. Uh, you know, Allen, all of the usual suspects that you hear on 1010, you know, everybody's making plays, man. And, you know, it's hard to get excited because they're still in, um, you know, well, they're, it's still training camp, but man, it's just, it's really exciting to see everybody out there. Who all was out there with you? Was it just uh, folks that had invitations or were there any fans, I guess? I mean, um, I mean, you're a fan, obviously, but you get what I mean. Yeah, I was amongst the media. Uh, I, was, <laughs> I, was, I was amongst, uh, you know, so I said hello to a couple friends of the podcast, Jamal St. Cyr, uh, Mike DiRocco. Um, so had a really good, um, you know, time. And I think one, one of the things that really kind of goes unnoticed is, and Demetrius Harvey too, um, one of the things that goes unnoticed is like, how in-depth and how quick these guys are like to relay information to you got to, to everyone on, on like Twitter and everything else like that. Like it's literally real time. Um, you know, especially, you know, I didn't want to bother anyone too much because, you know, they're doing their job. I'm just out there, you know, as a fan, but just, just seeing how able, how quickly, you know, they're able to, you know, call the plays. It's almost like watching a play by play. So if like, if anyone is, you know, following, I hope you're following, you know, St. Cyr, I, I hope you're following Mike Tarocco and Demetrius, uh, Jordan DeLugo also, a couple of those guys out there. They're doing a, you know, a, a really good job of providing some real-time information of what's happening, you know, there. And it's not like just groundbreaking information, but it's literally like Snoop Connor just, you know, went through the hole on on uh, on 11-on-11s, on you know, whether it's being the two or the threes that are in right there. But, I mean, it's literally – real-time action so you can enjoy training camp from your ac and not have to sit out there in the sweltering heat like some of these guys are so uh you know they do a really good job eric was there anything from his uh you know insights that he had given us in the group text or just now that uh differed or uh, were on track with what your you know i guess expectations were or what you've been seeing reported up to this point yeah the when when you look at the the how when a team when a season starts and when you know teams get warmed up, people got to remember to give the offense time. Okay, you got to give them time because they have to get their timing down. Um, we have a new culture, we have a new head coach, we have a new offensive coordinator, we have a new wide receivers. Okay. Basically, although they're familiar with each other, uh, a new kind of weapon at running back slash wide receiver, whatever they decide to do with ETN. So everything is new, although, you know, some of the guys have been there, but it's still all new. So they just you just have to give that time. The defense will probably win a bit more when you look at that. Um, when, when you look at those, you know, kind of, you know, seven on sevens or scrimmages, whatever the case may be, it's just going to take some time to get all that worked out, get familiarized with each other. Um, hence why Trevor Lawrence took them all to Bahamas for a week and a half. Was it for them to vacation and sunshine? Yeah, I'm sure they did a little bit of that, but really it was about going through things to get that timing down. And the only way to do it is to keep doing it, keep doing the reps keep you know running the routes and i'm not talking about just running routes and going through the plays i bet you they kind of minimalize it it gets so granular to probably like the footsteps how many feet out from the hash break here cut you know come back here 
option route on this look, you know, and they do it again and again. So uh, it, it didn't surprise me that day. I think that was one of the days where just the defense really kind of shined. That didn't surprise me at all because the defense is going to pick things up faster. And most of those guys have been together for the most part. The only ones that haven't been is linebacker. And that's one of the, believe it or not, um, if your defensive line's playing well, linebackers usually, <laughs> that means they get to roam free. That's the whole goal. Defensive line keeps the blockers off of them. The linebackers, they have the ability to just roam and do what they want. They're not in you know, full shell, doing, you know, full pads doing 11 on 11 yet, but defense usually picks up things faster. Um, when I when I was there on 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 Sunday, it was the first day of uh, of full pads, and uh, you could tell the defense had was tired of the um, you know they were tired of the not being able to contest things. They were tired of not being able because you know the, when you're in shorts and you know and, and and helmets, it usually goes to the advantage of the offense, you know, with as far as like the defense can't really, you know, do too much as far as from the defensive line getting you off uh, as far as, you know, uh, DBs and stuff like that. They can contest the balls, but they really can't get as physical as they would like with the receivers and same things with the the running backs, um, you know, as well. And I will say that, you know, it was just it, it was like the D was just kind of licking the chops and just couldn't wait to 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 get a little bit physical. Um, and, I, and I think that that was one of the things that, you know, you that you were talking about as far as contributing to the defense, being able to fly and be a little bit better, um, you know, knowing that they had that competitive advantage and being able to 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 add pressure and being able to really kind of use all of their attributes. Um, you know, it, it, it was very interesting. I mean, that first. 11 on 11 period that I watched, I think Trev went one for six and the defense was, uh, was just everywhere. You know, they, they, they were where they, um, where they needed to be. They, they made some plays. Um, and then also I would say that the, uh, the, the way that they were, you know, actually contesting and then he came back, uh, and then they came back and, um, you know, ran another, you know, kind of uh, period after he, I think Luton came in uh, and the twos came in and then Trevor came back and it was more of what we wanted to see as far as like the rhythm and things that they were getting into. But I will tell you that Mike Caldwell, uh, the defense that he's get, got put together right now, man, uh, it, they, they look good. They, they look really good. Like it looks like it looks it looks pretty good. I mean, it's just as far as wa- watching is, you know, the the amount of. I guess like the waves that the defensive line can come in. I think like right now, like the ones were, you know, Roy Robinson, Harrison, um, or Roy Roberts, Harris, excuse me, uh, Malcolm Brown, uh, and then Gostas and Fusaki, they were switching back and forth. And then uh, Josh Allen and then Trayvon Walker, and they had Walker lined up and he's still learning how to rush, you know, the, the passer to begin with too. But then you got your guys like your Chad Mumas, people that are learning how the linebackers are learning to play the game. Um, and then, you know, Alua Khan, our new middle linebacker is just kind of assumed that role as being the, assume that role as being the, the defensive captain, you know, he's very vocal, super vocal. Um, you know, I heard a lot from, you know, Shaquille Griffin out there being very vocal, Cisco being vocal, uh, and Tyson Campbell, of course, being vocal as well. So everyone has been, they're talking, they're chirping, they're doing all kinds of things like that, you know, to, to communicate plays. Um, you know, they're shifting. There's people getting lined up in the right direction. And, and it looks good so far. It looks really good. Other than the uh, kickers uh, struggling, which was one thing that I noticed, has there been any other uh, – and 
you mentioned Trevor and the offense struggling a little bit once the pads came on initially, but have there been any folks that have stood out in, in a negative way or anybody that we should be concerned about or might be a surprise cut or have you heard anything in that regard? Um, so from what I saw and, you know, kind of matched up what I've been seeing also, you know, by following, you know, uh, St. Cyr and some of the beat writers I actually cover, uh, a lot of people were high on, on this Kevin Austin Jr. guy from Notre Dame. And, you know, he hasn't really, you know, he hasn't really showed up, I guess, within some of the drills and some of the things like that. And, you know, I haven't really seen him get a lot of play with, within the ones and the twos. And mind you, I was trying to, you know, be efficient with my time as much as I could. So, you know, he could have made some plays that I didn't see as I was walking back and forth, uh, you know, but I think that's been one of the standout ones that a, a lot of people have talked about. Uh, and then, but also in that same regard, like the same coin flip, uh, this Lawan Whittingham also in the wide receiver group as well has been one, somebody that's been opening up eyes. You know, he's been making a lot of great plays over the middle, a lot of great catches. Um, you know, I would say also, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit more invested in the wide receiver group because we just haven't had great receiving cores, you know, over the last couple of years. So I always want to, you know, see what receivers and who doing what. And I've become a Zay Jones fan. I really have been. I, I think he's, uh, you know, kind of taken over that, you know, a little bit, not necessarily a, a leadership role, because I think the, the most senior receiver on the team right now is Laquan Treadwell. Uh, but Zay Jones has been very vocal, um, you know, about, you know, um, about how the position battles are going back and forth and been very vocal about, you know, how he wants to win every rep against the offense. Um, and I will say one of the more impressive things that I've seen too, is that James Robinson, um, you know, ETN and James Robinson, both uh, running backs coming off of, you know, significant injuries. Uh, ETN looks like, you know, he, he hasn't lost a step. He looks great. And uh, James Robinson hasn't seen too much of, uh, you know, he's seen, some of the reps, you know, they're kind of being cautious with him. Really but what he's doing in the background uh, is he's really steal, like he's not stealing reps, but much, he but the reps I mean, that are happening, he he's actually taking like ghost reps. You know, uh, like he's not in or, for the play, but he's still uh, like a, running the play. Like a receiver, like a running back, slash receiver, side, receiver gadget like player. And I think that repetition and those things that he's doing right there, and those mental reps that he's taking. His role is going to be whatever it's, they it's, need him. It's to going be. to be. I mean, it, it's and, it's and awesome. that is what, awesome. whatever so they need him to be. Whatever, whatever setup, formation, down and distance, he's package doesn't matter. And like really they're gonna, he's going to be that guy. Years ago, they had remember you know Robinson. Oh God, the the oh Denard Denard Robinson. Yeah, yeah. You know they had him listed as offensive weapon. Right. Yeah. Uh, with this guy, he's going to be listed as a running back. Is what he's going to be listed at. He's going to get he's going to get carries out of the backfield. They're going to split him out wide. They'll have him and Robinson in the backfield at the same time. They'll put him in the slot. They'll start him in the backfield, then put him in the slot. They'll put him in the slider out wide, and then they'll bring him in the backfield. You know, they'll do. They'll have him back. They could have him back as like a gunner or something on punt returns. Um, you know, blocking a gunner on punt returns, but instead of blocking, he'll shoot back, catch the reverse, get the reverse on the punt return. That's and when you have a when you have a coach that knows what he's doing, that's what he does with his guys. He looks for the mismatch and he takes advantage. So if it's one week, hey, guess what? When they are um, in nickel, which will be you know ninety percent of the time, their nickel is trash. Okay, so we'll put three receivers out. 
and then we'll be matched up on a safety or a linebacker with you, Travis. Travis, it's done. Go get it. Go get it. And there'll be like these – it won't be any kind of, you know, deep like shots or anything like that, maybe a wheel route occasionally. It'll just be little angle routes. And a little angle route is where he goes where he goes about five yards and cut back in, get the linebacker going one way, then you cut back in the other. It's a little, little safety valve, and then boom, he takes off. I'd be very, I'd be very happy to see like Zay Jones and Marvin Jones um, block down the field for him, get some blocks, take out you know one or two people. Both you know, especially Marvin Jones, you can do that very well, and that's what you need is everybody on the same page. And those are the kind of little things when I talk about timing that they're just going to have to get used to because it's, it's, it's going to be a little bit different because he never really did that at Clemson. At Clemson, he was like a – I mean, yeah, he caught the ball out of the backfield some, but they ran him a ton between the tackles. And you don't have to do that with him because he has electric speed and you already have a, a bell cow. Now, the bell cow's coming off an injury. We'll see how that works. If, it, if, he's, if he's ready to go, then, hey, he's ready to go. We're, we're full power. So – that's kind of where I think he's going to be. Is he's going to be a little bit, uh, a little bit of everything, wherever, um, wherever they um, need him, at, and wherever the wherever the mismatch is. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of teams against us, if Etienne ends up doing what he is, you know, capable and you know potential to be, in nickel packages, they basically turn it into a dime. You know. And where they have instead of two linebackers, they have one and another safety down in there to kind of, you know, look after him because no linebacker. I mean, there's no such thing as a fat linebacker in the NFL, but to keep up with him is not going to be easy. And you can't you can't forget about Chanel either. Yeah. Chanel has been somebody that's been taking jet sweeps. He's been taking, um, you know, we've seen him. I've seen him, uh, you know, take the jet sweeps. He's return uh he, you know he's kind of doing everything as well and um the best thing about this and I think the possibility what gets me so excited is that you have a couple guys now that you have to actually scheme for you got a couple guys now that you you, you got to watch and you, you, you know it's not just one of those things where you're just you know covering Laquan Treadwell and Marvin Jones and then uh, you know, just putting a spy over the top because there isn't a threat. You know, James Robinson, before he got hurt, you know, you kind of had to scheme for this guy. You know, you, you saw he hits the hole, you know, once he's going to run you over and, you know, you, you're going to have to scheme for him. So I think right now, you know, they've, they've got a couple of viable weapons on the team right now that you're really going to have to scheme for. And you're really going to uh, they, they're going to catch someone. You know, it, I think this team now a, a lot on paper, they may not you know, they may not win a bunch you know, on paper, they may not win a bunch live, but they're going to have a puncher's chance. And a lot of these games, they're going to have a, you know, uh, uh, they're going to have a chance to where, you know, you get snuck or, you you know, you're not thinking about, you know, the, the Jags, you're overlooking the Jags or anything else like that. And everyone says any given Sunday, but we all know that, you know, you see certain teams on the, on the, on the schedule, you overlook them. I think this team is going to have a puncher's chance in a lot of these games. They really are. And I mean, and it's, it's very similar. And, I, and, I, and I'm not saying they're anything like Minnesota, but, uh, you know, I heard an interesting, interesting stat over the weekend that the Vikings lost uh, a majority of their games by like one possession, which is insane. And I think it was like I think the average came out to like four points or something. So less than a touchdown, they lost a majority of their games. 
And, um, you know, I don't know, you know, I'm not a Vikings fan or anything else like that, but, you know, this is going to be, you know, an, an opportunity where if they catch someone slipping, you know, you're going to end up on sports center on Sunday, uh, you know, and the question is going to be, how did you guys lose to the Jags? Not why did the Jags beat you, but how did you lose to the Jags until we change that narrative? Of course. They have the ability to change that this year. The potential is there um, to, to play well and to, to be consistent, but it's just going to take a little bit of time. And I'm not meaning like a year or two. I'm talking like maybe like the first quarter of the season first three or four games to really, you know, and hopefully we can stay away from injuries too. That's another thing too. We've been, you know, I mean, injuries happen with every NFL team, but it seems like for the last four years, especially on the old line, we just can't have not been able to stay healthy. So I'm hoping that that kind of, that luck changes for us. But when you look at the, just the health of the team, going into like after the first quarter of the season, if we can just stay healthy and stay consistent, I think a lot of things will start to go our way. Um, especially if you can get, you know, if Robinson can, can come back and then you have ETN, they can scheme and they can be very dangerous, very dangerous in the, in the meeting rooms, picking, picking things apart. Oh, and I what? forgot. I forgot about, uh, Christian Kirk, I don't know how. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I forgot about him, but no, he 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 definitely does look the part. I mean, the the route running is is pristine. It's something that we haven't had before. It's not something where we're gonna have to worry about if him being in the right spot. We're just gonna have to work. He's one of those players where the ball is gonna be thrown at the, he's 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 run open, meaning like Trevor's gonna throw the ball, he's gonna oh, run it yeah. open. He's going to be at the spot where he gets thrown open. You know, he's Trevor is not going to have to throw it at the actual spot. It's going to be, or excuse me, where he's at on the, on the dime of the cut. It's he's, this ball is going to be out of Trevor's hands before Kirk makes the cut. And, you know, he's going to have the confidence to, to be able to, to, to have it there. So, I mean, yeah, man, definitely, you know, huge upgrade there. Um, and, and yeah, I'm super, I'm, I'm excited about the offense. I really am. I'm excited about the whole team. You know, it's just that time of the year, right? Yeah. Hey, but there's different Kool-Aid to be drank this time. And it actually doesn't seem too bad. I'm wrong. I think it's not, I think it's not Kool-Aid. It may be more Pedialyte. I may be drinking the Pedialyte. <laughs> <right> <laughs> I may be drinking the Pedialyte right Deal now. Right? Pedialyte. Yeah, oh, I may be drinking the, drinking the Pedialyte oh, right geez. now. It's not. It's not Kool Aid. It's not full of. You know, it, it's Pedialyte. That's for sure. Oh man, that. no, that's funny. That's funny. Um, if if this is Pedialyte, then we must have been drinking Mexican water last year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just saying. <laughs> We're drinking straight oh, bleach. We're <laughs> drinking bleach last year. It wasn't water. Just Injecting up, bleach. Straight up Clorox. Tell <laughs> oh, me uh, with the preseason game, uh, and I don't know, JK3, were there any other thoughts? Uh, I mean, everything sounds really positive, by the way. It doesn't sound like there's a whole lot of negative uh, yeah. feedback. But on the defense uh, specifically, I know we hit on some of that stuff, but um, any other – Thoughts on the defensive side as far as uh, you know takeaways from camp so far. The only um, the only person that was really excited to see, which he was off on the side, and you can't you know you, you can't 
discount him for it because of the injuries, Devin Lloyd, but he doesn't look like he's slowed down. He's doing, he's running full speed in a lot of some of the drills and some of the things that they got him working off, uh, you know, to the side and everything. But I was super impressed with Tyson Campbell. Uh, I feel like those last seven games of last year uh, of us being frustrated with him not playing the ball in the air, I think that's changed. Like, I don't know where he was working, you know, in the offseason or anything else like that. But, you know, he's he's been contesting balls, you know, left and right. Um, I think this is going to be a a great year for for Smoot. I think it's going to be a great year for, you know, Trayvon Walker, depending on how he comes. Josh Allen is just going to be he's just a veteran now. And, you know, he's taking over the defense and taking over the team and some of those things like that are, excuse me, the defensive line. So, of course, he's going to be a captain there. Um, You know, as far as I would say what I what I haven't liked so far is uh, Kayla Vaughn, you know, Chase on. I I really haven't seen, you know, too much. I, I really haven't seen too much from him. On, on what on what could be and I you know and the worst part about this is is like you know now the bus conversations are starting to happen on uh you know on, on where on where he is right now just because you know it's a first round pick you haven't you know lived up to that first round pick you're not he, he may be well not may he is on the cusp of being another first round pick that we haven't been able to retain um, you know, so I, I wasn't really impressed with some of the uh, with some of, the, of his play and the one on one drills. Um, you know, I have been and I think uh, who's going to come on and maybe my favorite player on the team, even though he made our favorite player on the defense, even though he might not be on as consistent. Rudy Ford, uh, Rudy Ford has been I mean, he's everywhere and he's such a versatile player in, in Mike in this Mike Caldwell defense. I think they're going to do. They're going to line him up all over the place, man. It's going to be, you know, so and, and he's a thumper. He's a hitter. I mean, Snoop, I think there was a there was a play where he came through on on a on a safety blitz. And I think it was either Snoop. I can't remember. I think it was Snoop Connor on um, the rookie linebacker or rookie running back. That came. it had to be either Snoop Connor or uh, Ryquel Armstead or it could have been Nate Cottrell, one of one of the two or three guys stood in into the fire and picked up the blitz. And, but Rudy Ford, like he was coming in hot, man. And just, it was, it was, it was awesome. Like it was a great violent collision. Um, and I think that he's been, you know, kind of like just lurking around, you know, he had a bunch of tip passes. Um, I think uh, back, excuse me, not to be all over the place, but seeing Trayvon Walker, even though he's still perfecting his pass rush and his ability to get in there, his wingspan has been helping him out and he's had a several batted balls at the line, which are, which look great to see because as Jags fans, we're so used to the balls being bad at the line and it's just so frustrating. So now to actually have someone like that, that has the, the, the wingspan to, to be able to get up and to bat passes down uh, is great. And then I think, um, you know, seeing Cisco, Andre Cisco taking some reps with the ones, uh, you know, has been great. You know, he's been all over the place too. But like you said, Derek, this team, they're going back and forth. The offense will make a play. The defense will make a play. Defense will make back-to-back. Offense will come back again. So it's very evenly matched. It's not like everyone the, – the defense, you know, maybe, you know, looking a little faster and coming back. But I think that, you know, the offense has been doing a really good job of being consistent and, um, you know, kind of keeping up with them and going blow-to-blow with them in the camp. Nice. Go ahead, Derek. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's um, that's what you want. 
what we're getting, what you're seeing. Great reporting by 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 the, uh, the, the 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 professionals that cover the team, but that's what you want. You want that back and forth. Mm-hmm. You, you got to have it. You got to have it. And you, what you want is for them to get tired of beating up on each other, and then go beat up on somebody else. And with the game coming up, who cares if Trevor Lawrence isn't playing? Um, we already know he's a starter. He'll play in a preseason game. It's not about the starters. It's about the depth of the team, the team. The rest of the coaching staff has to figure out who's going to be on this team. There's, there's a couple of individuals that may or, may or may not make the team that have been hanging around here for a while. Uh, we just talked about one. Um, and it's not because there's anything, you know, dislike about the guy. We don't know him, but he hasn't. Where's he been? You know, and I hate to see that. You know, I, I hate to see that for an individual. I hope he does well. You know, I wish he would turn it around or else we just wasted a first round draft pick. And then he's, you know, off searching for another team and he might show up and play well and get rejuvenated. Um, another one, too. You mentioned a lot of secondary guys. I'm glad you didn't mention Andrew Wingard, did you? I don't think so. Uh, no, he no, is. He, yeah, no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. He, is, he is. He is with the he is with the twos. And that was a, uh, and, and again, Good. I don't know these guys like outside of like, I'm pretty sure they're nice people. But I, I mean, from this play on the field, has not been very nice. <laughs> so I, I, I'm I'm relieved to see you know Andre Sisco running with the ones. Um, I'm relieved to see um, you know Smoot out there. You know, I'm relieved to see uh, you know Gostas, Arden Key. Even I'm really I'm relieved to see a lot of just actual players out here. And we don't have a. And again, we don't have a lot of guys that we we took quote unquote chances on from these small schools trying to get value out. Like I think this team now is actually starting to form into a football team and not a bunch of guys. Yeah. Was Chanel in uh, Caldwell's last draft? Um his last one. So Chanel has been um he's in he's been in for three years. So it was it was a it was so not his last one, but the uh, what twenty nineteen? Hmm, okay, I'm just curious. Maybe, yeah, twenty nineteen, maybe. But he was so a with, question. He had a big question mark coming out of Colorado because he had uh, he was hurt. Gotcha. So with the preseason game coming up on Thursday, uh, just for the sake of you know keeping an eye on something, uh, knowing that I guess. Uh, Lawrence and ETN are both not playing. What would you guys recommend in terms of like, you know, I know we've talked about a lot of players that are producing, but if there was a theme as to watching the game Thursday is what to keep an eye out for, what would be the one or two things that you both would recommend uh, zoning in on? Three and outs for the offense. How many three and outs the backups have? Okay. Um, they don't need to score 30 points, but can they sustain drives? and actually move the football down the field a few plays. That's what I would look for. Just one, just one thing, you know, if you want to look for something. Um, I, I'm looking for, I'm looking for two things. I'm looking for playing to the level of your competition. So just because, you know, you're not, you know, the, the ones or the twos or anything else like that or, or, or anything, I, I, it's playing to the level of your competition. You know, you're, you're still beating the person on, you know, on, on the opposite side of the ball. And I think that that's going to have a lot to say about what type of competitive camp 
Doug has been running. Like if they aren't excited to beat up on the Raiders or someone else on the other side of the ball, regardless of it's twos, threes, fours, whatever, you're still, you know, you got that competitive juice, you know, running through you. Um, and I think as far as from the offensive side of the ball, you're going to be looking at, uh, you know, you're, you you got to really see what you got in, uh, you know, Snoop, Snoop Connor. Um, you really got to see what you have in Chenault. You know, see the, some of the strides and some of the things that he's made. Uh, you know, hopefully Agnew gets some play coming back from an injury as well. Um, and I think, you know, a, a majority of your offensive line, uh, you know, it'd be good to see them get some quality reps. And then the same thing on the defensive line, uh, you know, a de- or excuse me, same thing on the defense. Some people just getting some quality reps out there uh, because, again, the way that this defense and the way that some of our, you know, that we've seen, uh, structure, they're going to be coming in waves. So you want to make sure your second, your, your twos and threes, uh, you know, uh, maybe your Arden Keys of the world, uh, your Devon Hamiltons, uh, your Chris Claybooks, uh, you know, any, Daniel Thomas, anyone that's coming in on, on swapping out plays and that will con- see some consistent rotation within the defense. You know, you want to see and make sure that they, uh, you know, play a pretty competitive ball game also. All right. Well, I tried my best to see if I can get some of my uh, colleagues down here to watch the game, the Hall of Fame game on Thursday, but nobody's taking me up on the offer. So I think I'm just going to watch <laughs> it by myself in my hotel room. Uh, but that's good. That'll give me some uh, key as to you know, what to keep an eye out for and, and watch for. But nonetheless, I'm still excited anyway. I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but it's just cool that the first game, I know it's preseason, is already here. It's almost weird. Yeah, it's not. It's not. And then. You know, also, so you got this game and then, you know, short turnaround, they're home against Cleveland here, you know, on, on uh, the first preseason or second preseason game here at home. So you'll expect nice. to see more of the players playing in that, you know, in that regard as well from that game, um, you know, also. So uh, I, I think it's a good warm up. And I think also, too, if you're a casual Jags fan, or if you're a casual fan or anything else like that. Uh, I think this will be a great opportunity for you to really kind of get out there and like, you know, watch and learn some of the players really look at, you know, some of the techniques and really just look at, you know, the game of football. I mean, it is, you know, by our standards, a quote unquote boring game. But if you're a fan of the game, you know, it, it's something that you can, you know, really just sit and, you know, kind of watch players and, you know, really, you know, kind of pick up on, you know, some of the things that you'll hear on the 1010s, like, you know, the, uh, you know, 21 personnel and a, and a little bit of the the lingo also. Okay. Well, I think I had told you all that I, I was going to do this, but Tomorrow morning is the official day. My brand new Jaguars slides are going to be debuting in front of everybody. And uh, I'm so excited. Because <laughs> it's still, casual here. I'm still waiting on mine to come in the mail. Oh, really? Huh. Oh, Derek's muted. It, it's, it's three years later and he's still on mute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yours, yours three yours years later, there. you're on mute. <laughs> Yours will be there tomorrow since I know you'll uh, be uh, at the office tomorrow. So, um, yeah, so that's yes, uh, the, office. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the office tomorrow. So we'll, we'll leave it at that. Mm. But, uh, no, that's all I got. But, yeah, you'll have yours tomorrow. <laughs> cool. Yeah, great. Um, yeah, so I'll, uh, like I told you guys, if you want a, a pic of, uh, of that debut, I'll send you a little quick picture of my feet. And, uh <laughs> It'll also be. What uh, is this for your for your only stands? For my only fans. <laughs> yeah. Only stands. Uh, normally, <laughs> both. Both. Normally, people have to pay for this. So I'm <laughs> gonna give it to you guys for free. So, 
But if you all DM me on Twitter, I'll, I'll give it to you if you listen to the episode too. No, hey, man, um, you can't. You can't give out that free content, bro. Yeah, yeah. Don't I know. Put it behind the paywall. Put it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Again, you can catch the podcast. I think we're pretty much going to be recording weekly going forward because we're back into the season, essentially, or back, back. into the football season. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. But uh, we'll be on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Um, and then again, uh, part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network this year. So thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com